Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. The ESG conversation is one that requires attention. And you know anytime I start with that, that I'm going to dig deep. We're, we're going full on heavy into the subject. Tony Katz. Guys, good to be with you. Find everything I do, TonyCats.Locals.com. This is about whether or not we're having a short-term conversation about a return on investment or we're having a long-term conversation about what that investment actually does to society. This is the way I take it. ESG stands for Environment Social Governance. What it has played out to be is the idea that we only allow investments in certain companies that follow us on an ideological side, as opposed to does the company, does the investment actually bring a return and bring a value? And what is actually better? Are we talking about something short-term for the person who might be utilizing those investments to get a pension, as we see uh, discussions in states like Indiana? Or is this a conversation about long-term damaging effects? Me, I find myself in that latter uh, camp. Let me bring in Andrew Stutterford, and you find his work over at National Review, including what I think is his latest, ESG, More Cracks in the narrative, you can find that nationalreview.com. Uh, uh, he is an attorney by trade, uh, spending time at both uh, Oxford and in, in Brussels, joins us uh, right now. And Andrew, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I, I want to get as wonky as we need to get, as focused as we need to get on the subject. Let's start with the basics, with the basics. What is ESG? Okay, uh, nice, nice, nice to be on the show, Richard. Thank you, thank you for, for having me. Um, the uh, what what is ESG? What, it, what what that says is the the starting point is that um, when you make an investment, uh, when anyone makes an investment, uh, the, the fund manager that you hire, you know, you put your money out to a uh, Fidelity or a Vanguard or whoever it is, um, uh, the what you expect is that they are going to invest the money to maximize your investment return um, on a risk-adjusted basis. They're not going to want, you know, you're not going to want them to, to, to go rolling the dice. But what their job is, for most people, is uh, to make you money. And that's what they want, that's what you want these people to be, to be doing. What right. ESG, what, 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 it, what ESG does is it adds a wrinkle to that. And what they, what, what its proponent, what they say is, well, when you look at what the companies that, uh, that, that, that you hold uh, or an investor holds on your behalf um, or, or is thinking of buying, that they should not only consider, is this going to make money, but they should also see how high it scores against various environmental, social, and governance benchmarks. Um, they argue that this in fact will improve your investment return over time. And uh, they say the, the old line is uh, you, you, you can do well by doing good. Um, and we could argue forever about whether, what they mean by, about what they mean by good. But the fact is that they don't outperform. Um, 
But the other fact is, is that the fees, I mean, they can, they do at times for periods, but there's no rule that's saying that they have to, uh, to, to outperform. In fact, there's a rule pretty much saying the opposite. And because if you have fewer investments to, to choose from, because you're ruling things out, probably by definition, you are going to get an inferior return. The other thing is a lot of ESG products, products that are sold specifically on an ESG basis, they strangely enough carry a higher fee. <laughs> so the doing good actually costs more money and doesn't necessarily bring a, a, a return. That whole do good conversation, I, I'm I'm near famous in my own mind uh, for discussing the fact that do goodery rarely does good. Do goodery is is the veneer is is the is the front that we put on something for something I, I think rather either macabre or or um, violent. In, in the background. So, yes, I agree with you that what does it mean to do good uh, is, is a very, very questionable, questionable activity. But is there something really wrong with taking a look at your investment in a company, sir, and saying, uh, well, you know what? Uh, one of the things that I, I want to look at, one of the things that I want to see is how they treat the environment. Is that a bad thing for an investor to look at? No. No, not at all. And... There, for, for, for many, many, I, I worked uh, in, in, after I finished my lawing, I, I, I worked in the financial industry for, for, for decades. And the, it, is, it is perfectly common. There's something called socially responsible uh, investing, SRI. It's been around for years and years and years. And, um, the, and again, we could define, you know, we could argue about what that meant. But for example, it is, it is very common for people to say, I, I would like my uh, my investments to uh, be careful about the environment, or it's very common. I used to have clients that said that they that, that they don't want to in, invest in uh, companies that uh, make alcohol or cigarettes. And for, for for you know for decades and decades and decades, the investment industry has said, well, we will make products for you if we're not if we're not buying individual shares, but you're buying funds. We will sell you funds which exclude, for the sake of argument, alcohol and cigarettes. And that's absolutely fine. If an investor wants to take an active choice and to say, um, yes, um, I, I really want you to put a priority on the environment, even if that costs some of my return, that's fine. That's free choice. That's what the market should be absolutely about. What is not right is for people is managing the investments for people who have not chosen that option and they they're just saying putting their money in their 401k for example and saying just give me a high return and then managing that money partly including esg criteria and claiming that those esg criteria will make it uh, not only a better world but a better investment and when the evidence for that is say the least limited isn't part of the issue talking to andrew studiford uh, you can find his work at nationalreview.com uh, and you can also find out more about him at his website andrew studiford s-t-u-t-t-a-f-o-r-d andrew studiford.com isn't part of the uh, issue sir that when they are discussing ESG, well, we only invest based on this ESG criteria, that actually what you get is the forcing of companies 
to do things they wouldn't normally do because you're keeping money from them on an institutional basis, uh, like from a BlackRock or what have you. And that's being done in conjunction with federal government wants and desires. Yeah, that, that is an extremely important point. That, that, that basically, what, what, what you, and, you know, you could you can sing, single out company, fund manager, institutional investor, A, B, or C, but, but what, what they are saying, and they're not, you know, remember, these folks, they're not, they're not saying uh, we're not going to make you any money, but they're just saying that we want these things to be taken into consideration. And, and one of the things that has happened because you have these, uh, you know, these, these very large investors, is that they will say to a, they will then go to a company, and they will say, and remember, they are playing with other people's money in most cases. They're not playing with their own money, but they have the weight of all the money that their clients have, 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 have given to them, and they go to the com- these companies, and directly or indirectly, what they're saying is, well, if you hang on to that for the sake of argument, coal mine, then we're not going to be investing in you. And that pressures the company to, uh, to, to act in ways which it may not, not feel is in the best interests of the, uh, of the company and indeed its shareholders. And when we talk about the word shareholder, we need to be quite careful here because of course, a lot of these big institutional uh, investors are of course, uh, that the funds that they manage are legally the shareholders in the company. But the real shareholders are a level below that. They are the people who've invested in the funds and said to the funds, go make me money. And what they didn't expect is for the funds to go off and start laying down the law to the company saying, for example, you shouldn't go into coal mine. Right, when that may be the better uh, avenue for for the company to take. Now, this play has played out, uh, sir, in in political uh, sides, mm-hmm. right? Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, however you want to see it. In in my Indiana, my beloved Indiana, this has led to something called House Bill One Thousand and Eight, which, according to the author of the bill, Representative uh, Ethan Manning of a place called Logansport, it's about freedom and fairness in financial markets. And Democrats will argue that this is going to cost uh, pen- people who get a, a government pension billions of dollars as it's been reported which argument which is the argument that should be made for why on a on a statewide level there shouldn't be this push to investing uh via these ESG criteria well basically because the um and and the question is who's when you, when you talk about state funds the question is you know who, who you're investing for the pensioners, but uh, ultimately, are you investing for the taxpayers? Because uh, if, if it's a defined um, benefit scheme and it falls short because the investment falls short of what the tax of what the pensioner has been expecting, he's been promised a pension of such and such. There's not enough money in the till to pay it. Then it's the taxpayer that makes up the makes up the difference. And I think that what the, 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 without commenting specifically on what you're having in, in, in Indiana is the, the, the basic principle that is, is this is public money. This is other people's money. And one of the things that has, has amused me about the debate in a sort of bitter, mean-spirited way about, in, in the debate on ESG 
is when people, such as the people proposing the legislation in Indiana, started pushing back against ESG and saying, hang on, you're, 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 to these, these investment managers, you're hired to make money, to, 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 make, to, to make money for, uh, for, for, for the pensioners, for the, for the taxpayers, not to go off on a political jaunt. And then everyone, then the, the pro-ESG crowd says, well, well, what, what are you, you're bringing politics into an investment decision. And in fact, the reverse is true. What these folks who want to change the, 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 the rules are saying is, let's get politics out of it. Because ESG is fundamentally a very political thing. Um, if an investment manager thinks that, <clears throat> for example, that investing in uh, a wind turbine uh, company uh, is a good thing to do on investment grounds, then they should go ahead and do it. And I would encourage them to do it absolutely. But if their reason for doing so is because of the good it might be doing for the environment, that's not a decision for them to take. Right. So uh, this also is getting discussed, uh, talking to Andrew Stutterford. You can find his work at nationalreview.com, where Ron DeSantis, uh, governor of Florida, potential uh, 2024 presidential uh, candidate, uh, he's got his book out, The Courage to be Free, Florida's Blueprint for American Revival. So uh, it, it sends you in the direction of what he's thinking politically. And he talks about ESG in the book and saying that it's a movement driven by woke corporate CEO bullies. Uh, is, is ESG, in your view, um, a way of trying to dismantle capitalism and the American way in toto? Goodness. Uh, yeah, well, yes, and what it is, um, and, and you said I could get into the weeds. Oh, so please <laughs> do. Weeds are good. So, so, so I'm going to get into the weeds here. No, it, it, it is not an attempt to dismantle capitalism. It is an attempt to rework it. And basically, uh, but I do think it's profoundly anti-democratic. Um, and um, that it, it is something called, it is an expression of something called corporatism. And what corporatism says is that government regulators, uh, the senior, you know, the, the managers of companies, they get together and they sort of decide in various areas how the country should should be run. And um, and to me, that doesn't sound terribly democratic. If 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 we want, for example, to say that um, I'll go back to my coal mine that we don't want uh, coal mines in the USA, well then, the, the, where that decision should be taken is by the legislature. It is, we, 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 we go to vote and we say no coal co mine, if a majority say no coal mines, well, that's what happens. It is not up to a small group of people saying, uh, which is just a handful of investment managers and some people in the C-suite, probably a few activists and some regulators saying, no, no, every company should shut down its coal, coal mines. And that, I think, I mean, there's a lot of talk about woke, and, um, and I understand why people do it, and it is not entirely irrelevant, because we do see, uh, and it, it's a slightly different topic, and we do see corporations now throwing their weight about um, on issues which would, what might be called woke, and they shouldn't do it, because their job the, the, the other side of ESG is something called stakeholder capitalism. And stakeholder capitalism... Right, right. Yeah, exactly. It says you're not running the company for the shareholders, 
but you're running it in the greater interests of a rather loosely defined society, which means you can, you can really do anything. That is, again, and that is a, again, uh, a, to me, a conversation of, of a very, very aggressive, violent conversation against the concepts of capitalism, never mind the citizen, but it's another conversation for uh, another day. Andrew Stutterford, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. S-T-U-T-T-A-F-O-R-D. You can find his work over at National Review and Andrew Stutterford, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Well, thank you very much indeed. I, I greatly enjoyed it. Same here, sir. Same here. I've got more to get to. This is Tony Katz today.